patience for yourself. Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today. October 5th, 2022, for the Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio broadcast, coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is Yom Kippur, October 5th, 2022. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne and bow down spiritually speaking. Lord God, we thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. We ask that the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit permeate this place today here at 1159 and split seconds just before the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior of the world who is none other than your one and only begotten Son, whose name is Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, thank you for taking my place upon the cross of Calvary and Holy Spirit. Have your way in this day. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world. As you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we open the show for today, it is with an explanation as to why the shofar blast that was presented at the open of our show today was different than the one that we used on Rosh Hashanah. The reason for that is because today, October 5th, 2022, which is to say the 10th day of Tishri in the year 5783 on the Hebrew calendar, for Torah-practicing Jews around the world, it is the biblical observance of the Day of Atonement, or Yom Kippur. The blast that was used today, my friends, is used in association with the close of Yom Kippur and is the final blast at the end of this most holy feast day on the Hebrew calendar for Jews around the world. With that said, many may ask, what does the Day of Atonement or Yom Kippur represent? And to that, I would have to say, I have pulled up 
for you, my friends, a short piece by gotquestions.com to fill you in. This piece begins by stating that the Day of Atonement, as outlined in Leviticus chapter 23, verses 27 and 28, the writer says is also known as Yom Kippur, and it is the most solemn holy day of all the Israelite feasts and festivals, occurring once a year on the 10th day of Tishri, the seventh month of the Hebrew calendar. From there, the writer goes on to share that on that day, the high priest, was to perform elaborate rituals to atone for the sins of the people. Described in Leviticus chapter 16, verses 1 through 34, the atonement ritual begins with Aaron or subsequent high priests of Israel coming into the Holy of Holies. The solemnity of the day was underscored by God telling Moses to warn Aaron not to come into the most holy place whenever he felt like it. He could only come in on this special day once a year, lest he die, as stated in Leviticus chapter 16, verse 2. This was not a, a ceremony to be taken lightly, and the people were to understand that atonement for sin was to be done God's way. The writer continues by stating that before entering the tabernacle, Aaron was to bathe and put on special garments as noted in Leviticus chapter 16, verse 4. Then a sacrifice bull was made for sin offering for himself and his family, as seen in Leviticus chapter 16, verses 6 and 11. The blood of the bull was to be sprinkled on the Ark of the Covenant. Then Aaron was to bring two goats, one to be sacrificed because of the uncleanliness and rebellion of the Israelites, whatever their sins had been, as noted in Leviticus chapter 16, verse 16, and its blood was sprinkled on the Ark of the Covenant. The other goat was used as a scapegoat. Aaron placed his hands on its head, confessed over it the rebellion and wickedness of the Israelites, and sent the goat out with an appointed man to release it into the wilderness, as noted in Leviticus chapter 16, verse 21. The goat, my friends, carried on itself all the sin of the people, all the sins of the people, which were forgiven for another year as noted in Leviticus chapter 16, verse 30. The writer of this piece continues by stating that the symbolic significance of the ritual, particularly to Christians, is seen first in the washing and cleansing of the high priest, the man who released the goat, and the man who took the sacrificed animals outside the camp to burn the caucuses, uh, as noted in verses um, Leviticus chapter 16, verses 4, 24, 26, and 28. Israelite washing ceremonies were required often throughout the Old Testament and symbolized uh, the need for mankind to be cleansed of sin. 
But it wasn't until Jesus came to make the once for all sacrifice that the need for cleansing ceremonies ceased. As noted in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 27, the blood of bulls and goats could only atone for sins if the ritual was continually done year after year, while Christ's sacrifice was sufficient for all the sins of all who would ever believe in him. When his sacrifice was made, he declared, it is finished. As noted in John chapter 19, verse 30, he then sat down at the right hand of God and no further sacrifice was ever needed. As noted in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 1 through 12. The sufficiency and completeness of the sacrifice of Christ is also seen in the two goats. The blood of the first goat was sprinkled on the ark, ritually appeasing the wrath of God for another year. The second goat removed the sins of the people into the wilderness where they were forgotten and no longer clung to the people. Sin is both propitiated, which means appeased, and expiated, which means atoned, God's way. Only by the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. The writer explains that propitiation is the act of appeasing the wrath of God, while expiation is the act of atoning for sin and removing it from the sinner. Both together are achieved eternally by the Lord Jesus Christ. When he, sat, when he was sacrificed on the cross, he appeased God's wrath against sin, taking the wrath upon himself. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? As stated in Romans chapter 5, verse 9. The removal of sin by the second goat was a living parable to the promise that God would remove our transgressions from us as far as the east is from the west, as noted in Psalms 103, verse 12. And then he would remember them, and that he would remember them no more my friends, as noted in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12, and Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17. The writer ends this piece by stating, Jews today still celebrate the annual Day of Atonement, which falls on different days each year in September through October. Traditionally observing this holy day with a 25-hour period of fasting and intense prayer, Jews also often spend most of the day in synagogue services. And on that note, my friends, I have a very special Yom Kippur song for you here today on this most holy feast day for the dedicated of the children of Israel who will one day soon 
and very soon meet face-to-face with their along-waited-for Messiah, who is none other than the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, and is He who is the one and only begotten Son of the one and only true and living God of heaven, and whose name is Jesus Christ. Please listen closely and enjoy. Just a deaf man in the stable, and to everyone's surprise, he comes to truly chop his hand, he prays with tear-filled eyes. His son, he is the chazan, though his voice he's never heard, but he sits there enjoying every word. He watches every motion, every gesture that he makes And he stays till the very end, however long it takes And when the davening is over, he's the first to reach his son And the deaf man in the steeple says, well done Now it's right before Yom Kippur But the deaf man's chair stands empty by the wall Then suddenly the chazan He comes rushing through the door He's wearing his white chazan's hat He's never worn before He pauses for a moment At his father's empty chair and quietly he wipes away a tear And he runs up to the bima For there's no time left to wait And half the shul can hear the rabbi ask How come so late? Oh, just getting ready for Yom Kippur Is all he'd say But now I'm going up to pray And he takes his place around it By the holy Torah ring And in a voice so beautiful He begins to sing Oh, every heart is broken Oh, and every soldier cries From his cone and dray that Yom Kippur night. And when he finished davening, the rabbi asked to tell what was it he was thinking of that made him sing so well. Well, you knew my dad was deaf, he said. Last night he passed away. It's the first time that my father's heard me pray. And he takes his place around it 
it's so beautiful. He begins to sing. Oh, every heart was broken. Oh, and every soul burned bright. From his COVID train that Yom Kippur night. Oh, every heart was broken. Oh, and every soul burned bright. From his COVID train that Yom Kippur night. Okay, now, my friends. As we quickly approach the soon coming year of total chaos and confusion, which was mandated by the Lord God exactly one month ago today on the fifth day of September 2022, we will now take a look at a piece that really paints a vivid picture as to just where the world at large is headed. This piece is brought to you by Mr. Michael Snyder and is dated October 2nd, 2022 and can be found on his website, End of the American Dream, Life as You Have Known It Will Never Be the Same Again and is titled A timeline of 12 historic events that have all happened within the past 12 days from the time of the writing of this piece, of which Mr. Snyder begins by asking the question, do you feel like global events are really starting to spiral out of control? If so, you are definitely not alone. There are times when history seems to be moving very slowly and there are other times when history seems to be moving at a pace that is absolutely breathtaking. At this moment, we are definitely in the latter. Mr. Snyder continues by sharing, the summer of 2022 was a relatively stable time. But now, things have started to get really, really crazy. He says, many of us are deeply concerned that the events that we are witnessing will only lead to tragedy, but we can't do anything to stop them. Global leaders continue to make incredibly reckless decisions that are likely to have extremely serious consequences, but they aren't going to listen to people like us, so we get to witness a slow motion train wreck on a global scale take place right in front of our eyes. And there is nothing that we can do to prevent it from happening. Mr. Snyder then says, the following is a timeline of 12 historic events that have all happened within the past 12 days. He continues by pointing out that on September 21st, Joe Biden gives a major speech at the United Nations calling for the creation of a Palestinian state. September 22nd, Israel Prime Minister Yard Lead Lapid also gave a major speech at the United Nations calling for the creation of a Palestinian state. September 23rd, 
the storm that will become known as Hurricane Ian is officially designated as Tropical Depression 9. You know, uh, the number 9 in uh, the Hebrew setting, my friends, is associated with destruction because both of the temples were destroyed on the same ninth day of Av in different decades. Just a little side note. September 23rd, again, voting begins in the four disputed regions of Ukraine, of which I will not attempt to say their names because I will slaughter them, uh, to determine if those territories will formally request to join Russia. September 23rd, the official White House website posted a very alarming statement which threatens to impose additional swift and severe economic costs on Russia for holding the referendums in the four disputed territories. September 26th, the Nord Stream pipeline system is sabotaged. An explosion measuring 1.9 on the Richter scale is followed by another explosion measuring 2.3 on the Richter scale. Following those explosions, three enormous pipeline leaks are detected. September 26th, once again, the Dow Jones Industrial Average plummets into bear market territory. September 27th, the results of the referendum in the four disputed regions of Ukraine are announced. September 28th, Hurricane Ian comes ashore on the west coast of Florida. At this point, it is being projected that Ian will be the costliest natural disaster in the entire history of the United States. September 30th, Russia officially annexes four disputed regions of Ukraine. October 1st, Russia sends a fleet of bombers to a military base where a substantial number of nuclear weapons are stored. October 2nd, Ukraine forces recapture the key city of Lyman from the Russians. Continuing on in his piece, Mr. Snyder next points out that for months, Ukraine was steadily losing ground to the Russians. But now the momentum of the war has completely shifted thanks to the infusion of a vast number of highly trained new troops. These new troops are extremely well-equipped, and many of them seem to have found the time to learn fluent English. Mr. Snyder continues by saying, now that the Russians are losing, they have decided that they better mobilize more troops as well. And so young men all over Russia are being called up for service. Both sides just keep escalating this proxy war in Ukraine, and there's lots of talk on Russian television about how it could eventually evolve into a nuclear conflict. 
Russian media has shown a chilling sequence of mushroom clouds in anticipation of nuclear conflict amidst calls for Putin to take drastic measures to win in Ukraine. Sinister footage aired by NTV highlighted nuclear explosions and the Armageddon aftermath. Mr. Snyder then asked, do you want to look out your window someday and see a mushroom cloud? If not, you should make your voice heard now while you still have the opportunity to do so. He further states that many Russians are becoming increasingly frustrated by how the war in Ukraine is going And some prominent voices are now openly calling for tactical nukes to be used against the Ukrainians. The sequence was titled, In Anticipation of Nuclear Conflict, How Weapons of Mass Destruction Have Become Part of the Geopolitical Game. It comes as a top Putin lieutenant, Razam, Katie Vo, uh, the leader of Chechnya and a war fanatic, call on Putin to contemplate declaring martial law in the border territories and using low-yield nuclear weapons to overcome his latest military humiliations in Ukraine. Mr. Snyder then says, if the Russians decide to use tactical nukes to give them an advantage in Ukraine, I believe that Joe Biden is crazy enough to use tactical nukes in Ukraine to in response. And once that happens, he says, it is just a matter of time before the Russians hit our homeland before we can hit their homeland. Mr. Schneider then chimes in to say that is how serious this crisis has become. Just before going on to say, at times like these, it is so important to have a president with a sharp mind that is strong enough to keep the hawks in his administration at bay. Unfortunately, the guy currently in the White House is in a highly advanced state of mental decline, and he is allowing warmongers such as Jake Sullivan Anthony Blinken and Victoria Newland to do whatever they want. As a result, we now find ourselves on the brink of a nuclear war. Moving to close his piece, Mr. Snyder further states, we need to find a peaceful way out of this mess while we still can. Because the more we keep backing the Russians into a corner, the more likely it is that they will resort to using their nuclear weapons. Our leaders are assuring us that Vladimir Putin will never actually nuke us. They insist that he's just bluffing. But of course, Putin wasn't bluffing about invading Ukraine. Was he? Leaders on both sides seem to have gone completely nuts, says Mr. Schneider. And what was once unthinkable has now become a very real possibility. He continues by stating, at this stage, one big mistake could potentially 
cause a full-blown nuclear exchange, which would ultimately result in billions of deaths. And the people that we currently have running things are the worst crop of leaders that we have ever had in the entire history of our country. Mr. Snyder ends his piece by saying, so sleep well while you still can, because the nightmares will begin soon enough. My friends, things in this present world are undeniably coming apart at the seams and will only continue to grow more chaotic as time goes on. Which for those who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior will bring much darkness, distress, and confusion. As the mandate from the Lord God goes forth throughout the coming year called 2023 and beyond. It is for this very reason that the Word of God plainly tells us, my friends, that Today is the day of salvation. It is noted in the word of God because Jesus Christ, the one and only begotten son of the one and only true and living God is our only hope of escape. That's what the word salvation means, my friends, escape. He is our only way of escape from the soon-to-be-poured-out wrath of God after the rapture of his bride, church, or saints, however you like to look at it. That is why it is said in Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 9, Therefore, and you know what I always tell you about therefore, see what it's there for. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patient experience and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due season, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For the scarcity of a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure, or possibly for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commanded his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. Which, my friends, puts us in remembrance of this very day, the biblical Jewish day of atonement. That is a holy convocation, or in other words, a rehearsal 
for the faithful Jews that the Lord God will bring forth from the types and shadows of the Old Testament into the time of the New Testament by way of them one day soon and very soon, having their eyes open, spiritually speaking, to the fact that the shedding of Jesus' blood upon the cross of Calvary as the Lamb of God, once and for all, who will receive the gift he paid for by way of the shedding of his precious and holy blood and by way of his death, burial, and resurrection, is for them as well. For the word of God tells us in Romans chapter 3, verses 10 through 31, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way, they are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is as an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. My friends, remember, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, and there's that word again, my friends, therefore, see what it's there for. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge, is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all upon all them that believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation, or that appeasement, my friends, through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then, 
says the word of God, is it, it is excluded, it continues, by what law? Of works? Nay, says the word of God, but by the law of faith. Therefore, there it is for the third time, see what it's there for. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law, says the word of God. Is he the God of the Jews only? The question is asked. Is he not also the Gentiles? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. We do then make void the law. It says, do we, get that straight, my friends, do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid, which means absolutely not. Yea, we establish the law is what the word of God says. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 20, Matthew reminds us of what Jesus had to say concerning God's righteousness and the law of God. Matthew begins by saying, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into the mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth, speaking of Jesus, and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, which, you know what I always say about righteousness, my friends, it's right living in the Lord. Jesus Christ. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness or right living in the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends, sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely. For my sake, Jesus said, rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewithal shall it be salted? It is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. Ye are the light of the world, Jesus was the light of the world, and those who follow him, my friends, are considered the same here in the word of God. It says, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on the on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all 
that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works through the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends, and not the law, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Jesus then says, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, Till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no ways pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness or right living in the Lord Jesus Christ shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, Jesus said, ye shall in no case enter in to the kingdom of heaven. My friends, in John chapter 3, verses 16 through 21, Jesus speaks to us about the love that comes from the Lord God to the world when he says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, who is he? Believeth in the Lord Jesus Christ, should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, who is Jesus Christ, might be saved. It says might be saved, my friends, because that choice is purely, wholly, and totally, and solely up to you as to whether or not you begin, continue, and stay steadfast in a personal relationship with the only Savior of the world, who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. He that believeth on him, he that believeth on who? Believeth on the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God says, is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, says that very same word of God. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought or fashioned, in other words, in God. My friends, continuing on, in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, it reminds us, Jesus in fact, reminds us of his promise to all that are faithful unto him when he states, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. 
If it were not so, I would have told you. I, Jesus said, go and prepare a place for you. And if I, Jesus said, go and prepare a place for you, I, Jesus said, will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? My friends, always remember, the word way means method. Jesus said unto him, I am the way. Jesus said, I am the method. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, N-O-M-A-N, no man cometh unto the Father, but by me, Jesus said. And for that reason, Jesus gives us this invitation, my friends, to all who will come. Found in Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 through 22. And is where Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door. That door is the door of your heart, my friends. And knock. I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I, Jesus said, will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. My friends, don't forget that the word throne here depicts the word power. Jesus said, I will Come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne or power. Even as I, Jesus said, also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne or power, my friends. Jesus ends by saying, he that has an ear, that would be a spiritual ear, my friends, Tuned in to the Holy Spirit, let him hear what the Spirit, with a capital S, meaning the Holy Spirit, saith unto the churches. And for that very reason, the Lord God has had the Apostle Paul under the power, working, and anointing of God's Holy Spirit to pin the way of God's salvation, as seen in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, where the plan of God's salvation or your way of escape by way of the precious and holy shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is laid out, where the plan of God's salvation by way of his one and only begotten son, who there again is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, was laid out for all mankind to follow. Remember, my friends, it's God's way to salvation, not ours. He says um, that all men, all mankind is to follow this set of scriptures in coming into a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, among many other verses, my friends, that can be connected with these. Who, uh, my friends, whoever wants to um, have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ as their only Savior 
and heaven as their eternal home. We'll listen up right about now. Because as it is stated, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou, or you, my friends, shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, what do I say? Right living in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the word of God goes on to say, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, or your way of escape through the precious and holy shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends, for the time that is just ahead of us. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Who is he, my friends? He's Jesus Christ. This scripture ends with, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. My friends, the name of the Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ. You'd be hard pressed in this world to ever find a person that is in a tragedy of any sort calling upon the name of anybody but the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't call on Buddha. They know he's dead. They don't call upon the other false gods and those who believe they're a bridge between God and man. They call upon the, the name of the only begotten son of the one and only true and living God and the name of that son who is the only Savior of all mankind's name is Jesus Christ. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And as for all in this world, past, present, and future, my friends, who do not wish to have a personal relationship with the one and only Savior of mankind, have this destination to look forward to and is found in Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15, which the beloved of Jesus, who is also known as John the Revelator, lays out as he begins by stating, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I, John, saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books." according to not the work that the Lord Jesus Christ did upon the cross of Calvary, my friends. The Word of God says that the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to 
their works because they chose not a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and our works are as filthy rags unto the Lord God and he will not even look upon them until the final judgment day. According to their works, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. My friends, the second death is for all those who do not want to have a personal relationship and good standing with the Lord Jesus Christ to be their savior. Um, the second death will grant them what they've always wanted here on earth, and that is to forever be separated from God, from Jesus Christ, from the Holy Spirit, from anyone that would ever try to talk to them about the Lord Jesus Christ and the need that they have for a Savior so that they won't go to where the next verse says they will end up. For verse 15 says, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. My friends, this is a future time that John saw on the Isle of Patmos. It is yet to come. It is the final judgment day of God after the thousand-year reign of the Lord Jesus Christ here upon the earth. Now, a lot of things can disqualify you between now and then, my friends. First of all, if you're within the hearing of my voice and you choose not to have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ as I'm presenting from him to you here today, that's between you and him. But the the fact still stands. The consequences will be in the end if you choose not one with the Lord Jesus Christ, a personal relationship and good standing with him, you will end up in the lake of fire because the Lord does not lie. My friends, then if you are thinking that you're going to wait until you die to get saved, well, that may not work out because you might have a sudden death. So... That's out the window. This is for all eternity. I wouldn't leave it to chance. And then there's those that think that they can get on the other side of the rapture and during the, the uh, tyrannical rule and reign of the Antichrist. And they think that they'll be able to uh, just say no to the uh, mark of the beast and under their own power, which will be absolutely impossible. Because first of all, my friends, if you, within the hearing of my voice, end up on the other side of the rapture during the time of this open rule and reign of the Antichrist, you most certainly will take the mark of the beast, and it will most certainly doom your soul for all eternity because you made the choice not to receive the Lord Jesus Christ in the appointed time. For today is the day of salvation, says the word of God. He knows the heart of every man, and you should have been gone in the rapture if you really wanted to go with the Lord Jesus Christ and to be with him for all eternity in heaven and receive the gift of eternal life that he shed his precious and holy blood for. 
My friends, it says, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. My friends, the signs of the times are all around us that point to the soon and very soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ for all who belong to him at his appearing in the rapture. It is high time and way past time for all to get their spiritual houses in order so that they will be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior, who is none other than Jesus Christ, when he appears in the rapture or calls your name beforehand. My friends, today, if you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Savior, this would be the best time in the whole world because the things that you're going to begin to face in the days and weeks and months and years ahead are going to become exceedingly unbearable if you do not have the indwelling power working and anointing of the Holy Spirit of God, which is subsequent to salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are to confess our sins to the Lord Jesus Christ, ask him to forgive us of our sins. Then we are to seek the Lord God for the indwelling power, working and anointing of his Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. That's the way it's laid out in the Bible, and we're not going to change it as many have throughout history, even unto this very moment in time. My friends, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. What he has written will stand, and it never changes. With that said, my friends, if today you're wanting to get ready, get ready, get ready for what is ahead, and know that you know that you know that you're ready to meet the Lord in the air at the appointed time during the rapture, or even if he calls you home sooner than that, my friends, you want to know that your next stop will be in the kingdom of God and not the lake of fire. With that said, today, if you would like to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Savior, and if you would like to rededicate your life to the Lord Jesus Christ because you've fallen behind in things, stop listening to the devil, kick him to the curve, and get back on track with the Lord Jesus today. For today is the day of salvation, my friends, for tomorrow is promised to no one. With that said, let us pray. Please pray this prayer with me out loud from the depths of your heart, not from your mind. It is from your mouth to the ears of the Lord God, and let's do it right now. Dear Lord God, I humbly come before your throne and bow down, spiritually speaking. Lord God, I thank you for the precious and holy gift of your one and only begotten Son, who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord God, I want to be ready, watching and waiting for his imminent return. And I thank you for the indwelling power, working and anointing of your Holy Spirit that is subsequent to being saved by the Lord Jesus Christ. And I do want to, to seek you now that I'm giving my heart over to the Lord Jesus Christ. I do want to seek you diligently for that gift with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, as you have outlaid in Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 8, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, and Acts chapter 19, among other places, verses 1 through 6. Lord God, thank you for the gifts that you give that no man could ever give. Dear Lord Jesus, 
I humbly come before your throne and bow down, spiritually speaking. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your precious and holy sacrifice upon the cross of Calvary for the remission and covering of my sins. Lord Jesus, I know that you are faithful and true, that you would have done it even if I was the only person upon the face of this earth to do it for. You would have done it. And Lord Jesus, I love you for that. And I ask that you would please forgive me of my sins, for I know that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And Lord Jesus Christ, I know that you are the only Savior of all mankind. And so therefore, I ask from a broken and contrite heart and spirit that you would please forgive me of my sins and that you would begin to work in my life. And as I seek the indwelling power, working and anointing of your Father's Holy Spirit, I pray that my understanding will be opened as wide as there is no limit. Lord Jesus, thank you for going to the cross for me. And I know that you are faithful and true to do that which you have promised. And I know that right now I am your child. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. Bring all things to my remembrance. And as I seek the Lord God for the indwelling power that you have, Lord God, I pray that you will bestow it upon me now that I have given over to your precious one and only begotten Son, who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know, Lord God, that you are faithful and true to do that as well. As I seek you, I will be more than a conqueror. I will be victorious in the Lord Jesus Christ, and the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit will shine bright in my life from now until I meet the Lord Jesus Christ in the air or before. In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray, amen and amen. My friends, if you prayed that prayer today, there's no special formula. It's about a broken and contrite heart and spirit wanting to give over to the Lord Jesus Christ so that we may be ready to walk with him throughout all eternity, to rule and reign with him as he has plans for us that are beyond anything that we could ever think. My friends, it has never even come into our minds of the things that the Lord God has prepared for us. And he loves us and we love him, so we want to be ready and we want to shine the light brightly to others that they would be uh, that they would be wooed by the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit, Lord God, and be with us in heaven for all eternity. My friends, with that said, it's a wrap. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee his perfect shalom or peace. May we all be inscribed in the Lamb's book of life until the Lord Jesus Christ comes or calls our name. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. I Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast.
You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus, and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all, now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?